This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for being with us here on Kelly and Company. Want to remind you to check out the podcast. If maybe you got to wander off, maybe you just join us halfway through a segment or just have that contributor. That's your favorite contributor. You just like to tune in to listen. Easiest way to do that is via the Kelly and Company podcast. Simply do a search for AMI-audio, Kelly and Company, and subscribe if you would. Maybe give us a rating and review while you're in there. You can listen to the show in segment form. Or you can listen to the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience there. You can listen to the audio vanity card that we put on the end of the complete show. Otherwise, no matter how you do it, we appreciate you consuming the show. Head to your favorite podcast platform and away you go. Subscribe to Kelly and Company and a big thanks. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. As there's always something new, fun, exciting, informative going on at AMI, we're keeping you posted on these new content and initiatives uh, on Mondays at this time. So we're showing some love right now to an AMI original podcast and video podcast, Tripping on Air. You may have checked it out already. You may have uh, heard the promos on AMI-audio, but let's get really into it. This is the podcast where host Ardra Shepard brings her confessional and informational blog to Tripping On Air. Well, Tripping On Air is the blog as well, uh, but to the podcast airways where she spills the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. And the show is released monthly on AMI-audio and as a video podcast on YouTube. We'll give you more of that detail in a sec. But welcome, Ardra, to the show to talk more about this. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Ramya. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're excited to talk to you and get a little bit of background on the podcast. So let's talk about your uh, professional life a little bit, because you do a lot of advocacy for MS professionally through this podcast. Um, and we'll talk about uh, fashion discs as well. But why is it important for you to do it in this capacity? I, I think there are so many answers to that question mm-hmm. in terms of the the content of the capacity, but also the accessibility of the content. I guess I'll start there because I think it's really exciting to be a part of a podcast that has an audio component, a visual component that's accessible in so many ways. I think I was diagnosed with MS more than 20 years ago. And one of my very first symptoms was optic neuritis, which caused me to lose a significant amount of vision. And at the time, you could go to the library or the bookstore, and there were five large print books that were catered to the senior demographic. And I think it's just really exciting how um, our options for the way we consume and the way we communicate and tell stories are so much broader now in terms of theme and topics, but also how we access them, how we access them. And I, I mm-hmm. think that's, that's really exciting. And then in, in terms of the content that I am creating, I think Canada has the highest per capita incidence of MS in the world with some, in some areas, it's as common as one in about 330 people. So most 
Canadians will at some point in their lives know someone with MS, but I think not many people really know what MS is all about. And so MS really does impact a lot of people. And I think storytelling is a really great way to, to get to know, you know, that, what that life is like, because it impacts a lot of people, whether you have the disease or whether you care about somebody who has the disease. Yeah, it does. Um, Audra, I'm kind of curious. Fashion Disc is another great example of your hosting work. And of course, folks can uh, watch the show on the AMI app. Did you experience some powerful moments at all of advocacy while working on Fashion Disc? I mean, Fashion Disc was such a game-changing experience. It really was a dream come true. And, uh, you know, I think I can set out for it to be a show that was about advocacy. It was really about destigmatizing the experience of disability and providing an outlet, a platform for people with disabilities to be seen as um, stylish and and having the same sort of fashion literacy and, and interest in style and beauty that the average consumer does. But we, the disabled population has been largely erased from that mm-hmm. from that industry. And for so sure. it was, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really so much about I, advocacy. I feel like it was a nice, side effect of that project, but it was really about making space for disabled people in this world. And yeah, it was, it was really exciting. I, I, yeah, I couldn't have had a more positive experience and, and our participants too. I feel they, they, it it was a great show. Yeah. Very good. We have uh, Bella Strange, makeup artist on Fashion Disc, who joins us monthly. And every time I hear her talk about the show, having worked on it, and just the the ripple effect of um, that kind of work is so empowering. And I feel like it was such a powerful uh, show to to have been on it for you, the both of you, and just talking about it in general, which is fantastic. So back to Tripping On Air, you and your co-host Alex explore various aspects and angles of living with MS, right? So there's, um, would you say there's a serious side and a funny side? Does it all just kind of mix into one thing for you? Can you share some of these angles of the storytelling aspect? I think all of life is that combination of comedy and and tragedy. My co-host, Alex, his partner, his wife has MS. And so, I really, it was important to me to bring somebody onto the show who had that perspective because MS really does affect the whole house. And his experience is a, a different one than, than the person with MS. Um, we've, only, we've only launched a few episodes so far and they've been very broad in scope. So we did one on um, our biggest fears with MS, which was a very compelling episode, I think, because, you know, it's, it, I, as a person with MS, think about my fears a lot without necessarily considering the fears of my partner. And so Alex mm. was able to articulate that. He did an episode with uh, a lawyer, a personal injury attorney who does litigation for disability insurance claims, which is something a lot of people don't necessarily think about that legal side um you know that you have to manage 
with Life with Disability. And then our most recent episode was with a woman who I grew up with. We've been friends since grade seven and she has MS, but a very different experience than my own. And this episode was all about her perspective of dating as somebody with a progressive disability. You know, what's like to put your wheelchair status on a dating profile and, and, mm. and all of all of so much juicy gossip in there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, it's not, I, I never want the show to feel educational. You know, it's not an after school special. I really think that when I'm creating content, I'm thinking of the MS community. And I realize that the MS community extends to the people who love and care about us. So that, mm. that is a lot of people. Well, it um, is. Yeah. It's it's an interesting too because we get into this how much advocating do disabled people have to feel we do how much of our lives how much of our dailies Ugh. even just just explaining mm-hmm. to someone and there's times we want to turn the switch off and say look come on but yet when you're doing a podcast like this you know there are people who are watching who may not be comfortable to ask questions who may hesitate yeah. to date someone with a disability and they're learning that way instead of preaching at people you're sharing those stories and it's kind of like you're letting them know at some point no matter what we're dealing with 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 our disability and the the chronic disability life you know or, or whatever you want to call it however you want to word it there are always moments to laugh you it, it, to have that permission where so many people at first unless they're near disability in any way think well gee i couldn't laugh at that happening to me i'd be so upset so mortified and whatever and it's it really does come down to the friends like your friend the the partners that people have like alex I, I, you're absolutely right, Kelly. I think for me, it's really about normalizing the experience. Like, you know, we're, we're all the same. And I, I get it that it would be impossible for all of us to really, these awareness months sort of make me, uh, I, I mean, I guess awareness months, I almost have a bit of a problem with them because you're absolutely right. There is this pressure and impetus on the disabled community to, uh, educate and also to fundraise, but it would be impossible and exhausting and emotionally debilitating for all of us to really understand the nuances of what everyone else goes through. Exactly. And I think right. the best that we can hope for is to just give each other the benefit of the doubt and to believe what people say about their experience and to mm. listen. And, you know, when people communicate what it is that they need or how they're feeling, that we don't question that, that we just accept it and and admit that we don't always know what we don't know and we can't know everything and we can't expect everyone to know every nuance of every disease It would be, you know, isn't, exhausting. Yeah. Well, isn't this something we hear about from all kinds of communities, right? The validation that people need of their histories, of their experiences, of, um, you know, what they're asking for be heard. And that's, that's so true. It's so individual, but, you know, sometimes can feel very much like a collective because that's, I guess, the only way to move forward is to feel like a collective. Uh, you told us about September's episode, Ardra. Can you tell us what October's episode might be? Yes, I'm very excited about this episode because we got to interview one of my personal heroes, Rebecca Tossig, who wrote Sitting Pretty, which is a memoir and I think is 
one of the most important books about the disabled experience. We're talking to her about what it's like to be a parent with a disability. And we're, I mean, there could be a whole podcast about parenting with MS or parenting with disability. I'm mm-hmm. not a parent. Somebody else should make it. Uh, but this episode really talks about the stigma that goes with even before you have decided to have children and that the, the stigma and the attitudes and the judgments that people face from friends and family, strangers, and even with inside the medical community. So I it's think, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this, this episode. It's so much to take in. Ardra, thank you so much. We're out of time. Really appreciate you making the time for us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Tripping on air. You can checking out, check it out on YouTube for the video podcast and once a month on AMI-audio. In our next hour, our CNIB Smart Life segment and a shop teacher in Ontario who identifies as trans has been the topic of much media uh, attention lately, that's for sure. Uh, Daniel McLaughlin will discuss with us shortly. But up next, community reporter Kim Hovey joins us and she updates us on life in Dawson City, Yukon in a couple of minutes. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.